On today's episode, we are going to take a look at Adobe. They just reported earnings and this company is up 4% after earnings. And that's some good news, especially after today. It's been such a red day for the overall market. So I'm happy to get, get some good news on today's episode. So let's get started. All right, so let's start off with these stock price performance for Adobe. At the end of the day, this company was down 4%, for almost 5%, sitting at $20 down. After hours, this company is up about 17, about 16, 17, $16, about 4%. It's still a bit lower than yesterday's close, but at least this company is up. In the past six months, taking a look at February 20th, which is when this market pretty much started to tank, this company is up right now about 2.3%. I want to say probably closer to 5% if we take a look at, at the values after hours. So that's that's actually pretty crazy, right? For, for Adobe, um, a company that I feel um, it could be very beneficial due to the working from home style um, to be only up 7%. I, I just find it pretty weird, right? That I would have expected this to be up a lot more. But we can see though, the market cap for Adobe is $187 billion. So this is a big boy, right? Most of those other working from home companies that we've seen go up in price, they're those with those really small market caps that people are feel more likely are gonna continue to grow, um, to be heavy growers. But still at 187 billion market cap and still growing at the values that I've seen, the revenue growth, this is actually gonna show a pretty, pretty stable company. And before we go any further guys, don't forget forget to hit the subscribe button the thumbs up and the bell it helps the small channel out so much and i truly truly appreciate all the support finally if you guys ever want to get in contact with me i'm very active on youtube i'm very active on twitter all the information should be below and i also have a discord channel which is free to anybody that feels to join obviously i have some rules there but if you guys want to come ask questions just feel free remember i am not a professional and nothing i give is advice all right, so let's start off with just the earnings results for the company. This was for quarter two. Quarter two non-GAAP earnings per share were $2.45, which ended up beating by $0.13. Cents. GAAP earnings per share were $2.27, which actually beat by $0.16. Cents. This company had a revenue of $3.13 billion, which is up 14% compared to the same time last year. So another thing we can see, right, this is a little different from some of the other cloud stocks and some of the other software stocks that we've been taking a look at. One, this is a very, like I mentioned, a very, very big boy sitting at 100 and almost close to $150 billion market cap. The other thing, this is actually a company that both in non-GAAP and GAAP earnings per share is providing a strong, a strong earnings results. And another thing, this is not as heavy grower as the other companies, but it's still considered a nice grower, right? 14% year to year is no, it's not a small task to, to actually accomplish. That's actually pretty good. So it's definitely, it's still, a, we can see there's still growth happening in this. All right, so now that we took a look at the quick overview of this company's earnings results, I wanna take a step back and look at historical value. Let's start off with revenue growth. And let's see how revenue is growing in the past year. For the full year of 2019, Adobe grew about 23%. In 2018, revenue grew another 23%. 
In 2017, the company grew 24% compared to its prior year. And right, we can see this company has been growing at a steady 20% pace. And that's actually pretty impressive, right? For even for a big company to be growing 20%, I, I, I am actually pretty impressed. Unfortunately, this quarter, we did see a four, only a 14% increase in revenue, right? Let me zoom in a little bit for you guys. We only saw 14%. So yeah, we can see this company's on average is growing about 23%. But this past quarter, even with the working from home, with, even with the working from home statuses, it only went up 14%, even though the average of these past of the past three years were close to mid 20s. So that to me is actually something I'm not that excited about. Right. I, I would have been even I really would have been excited if I would have seen something above their average. But to actually see a revenue growth below what their average has been in the past three years, it, it, it's kind of like, eh. Uh, okay, I can now see why this company is only up a certain percentage right now compared to the overall market. Next, let's take a look at this company's margin. So remember, this is a, a, a this is a software stock. And actually, one thing I want to take a look at in a bit is what this company actually actually does. I should have done that earlier. So after we take a look at their margins, I'm going to discuss what their products do so we can understand who some of their competitors are and what they have that other companies don't have. So this company is a software company, as we're going to see. So you normally expect software companies to have very high gross margins this company in 2019 had a gross margin of close to 85 percent and that seems to be the average for the past seven eight years so that to me tells me this company is pretty stable right now we're not going to see much of an increase in gross margins anytime soon what i am happy if we take a look at this chart all these greens is are the profit margins and profit margins year by year seems to have a nice uptrend going up so even though there might be some years where, where it tips a little bit down the overall trend is still up in 2019 profit margins for this company were 26.4 percent and that's actually pretty impressive um uh, to me i think that's actually pretty impressive and we're still seeing continuing growth there um so this company does maintain a nice amount of its money of sales and the next thing i want to take a look at before we take a look at what this company does is the operating cash flow margins and this is how much more how much money this company keeps from its every day activities um in a percentage wise so right this past in 2019 this company's revenue was about 11.17 billion dollars the money it, it kept the cash flow it kept in its everyday net cash flow from operations was 4.42 billion dollars so that gives an operating cash flow margins of about 39.4 percent and one thing i can see right the overall trend we can see continues to go up and up and up which i think is pretty impressive that's something you want to take a look at over the term the term of the business life and that's pretty good but at the same time just the value being able to keep about 40 percent of your cash uh, from your revenue i think it's pretty impressive this is not something many companies can do and it just tells you how it, it just shows you that hey as this company increases revenue it's also going to be able to increase the amount of cash it's keeping from that revenue all right so now that we we took a quick back step at seeing how adobe's adobe's values and how their how their financial history has looked like i said again uh, to me right now adobe looks like a very nice company even though that revenue growth is is not as high as i would have expected it, it's definitely not a company right now that's screaming a, a true buy but it's a company i wouldn't mind having a position in 
If that makes any sense, right? It's not a company I, I would pay any price for, but if, if the price was right, it's a company I would definitely jump into. So now let's understand what Adobe does. So Adobe pretty much has a few services. The three main services are Adobe Creative, and now with the cloud market and everything, they, they have become more of a subscription-based as well, um, and pretty much working with the cloud where you can pretty much work with their software anywhere you're at, where you don't need to have it in your laptop, you can pretty much just use any any type of computer to work to work with their program so adobe created cloud that's pretty much what if you guys know adobe one of their biggest thing is photoshop they also have premiere pro they have adobe xd illustrator and all of these just like the name are for creative purpose to be able to to bring the creative side of you graphics design photo design video design illustration design 3d and all other types of creative methods so this is actually pretty this is a software that is is really used for anything right any youtube right now that's most youtubers are using it to create the thumbnails social platforms if you are social design if you're just trying to create a logo or create some form of creativity Adobe Creative is one of those major top top players in this game. The second platform that Adobe has is Adobe Experience Cloud. And this is more of a CRM. If you guys don't know what CRM, it's Customers Relations Management. So what CRMs, they're more for enterprise type companies and it, it depends for all small business, medium business, large businesses. And what it pretty much does is it collects information for you based on, on, your, on your customers, how they click, what type of click rate they can. So it pretty much collects the all the all the stats you need to make sure when you launch a product you know what color to use what type of text to use what how your customers react to certain things so i actually did not know that adobe worked in this space and they're also in the in these type of enterprise type businesses they mentioned they have a lot of customers verizon under armor mercedes-benz um charles schwab hp home depot ge healthcare so these are some big names that are working with their program one of the biggest competitors for this would be salesforce which is all ticker crm um, but yes, that would be one of the biggest competitors here. And for Adobe Creative, one of my what um one of the biggest um, competitors who I would think about would be um, not Adobe. This is Adobe Autodesk. Autodesk has a lot of software creativities, even though most of them are for really hard tech. 3D modeling type base, they do have a nice amount of, of creativity software as well. So that to me would probably be my close, closest competitor for this and for the other. The final thing, the final big one, they still have, they have a lot of other smaller business, but the other, the final big business they have is Adobe PDF. And with that comes stuff like being a Adobe sign, right? So Adobe sign is pretty much like DocuSign where you're able to, to sign sign files pretty easily without have electronically signed files um and again it's supposed to be safe uh safe for, for for work business to use so again that big competitor would be docusign so now that we understand what adobe does we took a look at their historical value next i want to take a look at their earnings results um and just a little more highlights of what happened during their earnings so first let's just start off for the guidance this company for quarter three adobe sees a total revenue of about 300 3.15 billion dollars in revenue um this is actually ex this is actually lower than what is expected by analysts analysts say that this company in quarter three is expected to make closer to 3.3 billion dollars and this is sometimes you normally see right sometimes companies cut turn to 
tend to downplay what they're really gonna make and i think this is what's happening right here i do think analysts might be a little bit closer compared to what adobe is giving us next let's just take a quick look at their revenue their revenue is broken down into different parts but one of the major parts of their revenue is digital media revenue and that's up 18 percent compared to the same time last year but the one i really really want to talk about is digital media arr and arr is annual recurring revenue so these are their subscription based revenues digital media arr was 9.17 billion and for, um so that's for the full for the full month for the full year it's expected to do 9.17 billion of just a subscription based revenue remember i said that 2019 the total revenue for this company was what did i say i think it was close to 11 billion so a huge portion of this company's revenue comes from a subscription based type type platform and i think that's actually pretty impressive because just like just like you and i right when we sign up for netflix when we sign up for disney plus when the enterprise signs up for some form of subscription it's usually very hard for that company for them to to come out and it's not hard because the company makes it hard to do it's just like hey it's just a subscription a monthly subscription cost it's not really affecting too much so let's just keep it on um, and I think that's actually a pretty, that's where we see a lot of these software companies heading to. And a lot of these companies are the ones that are leading the market right now. All right. So now the final thing we want to, actually not the final thing, well, I'm getting way ahead of myself. Right now, we're going to take a look at the report this company gave to us. And after this report, we're going to take a quick look at this company's balance sheet. Um, and first, let's just, I just highlighted some hi uh, highlights, highlighted some highlights that I thought were important uh, to know, right? There's no point for me. I, I went through the whole form, the whole thing, and I only want to share what I think is important. The first thing is Adobe this quarter is still doing purchase buyback. They bought about $2.6 million uh, of 2.6 million shares during the quarter and i think that's actually pretty impressive there's not many companies out right now that are continuing their buyback program so that kind of shows how how they feel comfortable with the amount of cash they have right because the first thing companies stop to do is when things start to go bad they stop they stop buyback programs and the reason they do that is so they can have money just in case things go bad if this company is not doing this then it means they feel comfortable with the amount of cash they have that they don't need to stop certain things like this all right so next i want to take a look at this company's income statement and after this we'll take a quick look at the balance sheet so here in their income statement the uh, there's a few things i wanted to show highlighted Total, we're going to take a look at revenue right now compared to the same time last year. So quarter two of 2020 compared to quarter two of 2019. Quarter two total revenue, like I mentioned, was $3.1 billion compared to 2019, which was $2.8 billion. So we see a nice increase there of total revenue. And the reason I wanted to show that is even though revenue did increase, the actual cost of revenue only went up by about $10 million. And that's actually pretty impressive. The other thing I want to talk about is their total operating expense. Um, and total operating expense counts like research, development, and sales and marketing. This also went up, but not by much and to me these are the ones that i normally expect to go up research and development especially as a software company you need to make sure your program is up to date you need to make sure you're fixing all the bugs you need to make sure it's better than the other program sales and marketing you need to make sure you're buying you're you're getting more customers and by having a better team by having a stronger team you're actually making that happen um so total operating expense only increased by 100 million total cost of revenue only increased by 8 million but total revenue increase so that's about 
a hundred million dollar increase in expense but total revenue increased by close to 300 million so that to me is actually pretty impressive and i, I just wanted to to show that about the company all right so next i want to take a look at this company's balance sheets and this was actually pretty weird i'm comparing may 29th of 2020 to november 29th of 2019 so this is actually comparing it to six months ago normally you normally you normally see comparing it to just the previous quarter so it would have been like february of march of 2020 so this is is actually a little trippy sometimes but first let's just start off from the total current assets so total current assets two two quarters ago was 6.5 billion this quarter was 6.65 so an increase of 150 million not a big change there some of the major changes come from cash and cash equivalents and short-term investments um so again nothing really big there to really be happy about but this company in short term has about 4.3 um, 4.3 billion dollars of quick cash and hopefully that's enough to pay to to deal with the liabilities um next let's take a look at just total assets total assets for this company right now are 21.6 billion dollars compared to 20.7 billion dollars um two quarters ago so that's an increase of about 900 million dollars we know about 200 million came from total current assets the other actually came from two things in long-term assets first this company does have some deferred income taxes so this is just some tax some, some tax assets and it's about 231 million dollars nothing crazy to brag about the second is two two quarters ago this company did not have to report a certain asset where now it does and that increased by 489 so in reality if we don't count that asset that wasn't counted back then the total assets hasn't changed by much and that's okay right as long as total liabilities if we take a look at it doesn't increase by much if in, in theory what we want to see right now in liabilities is actually a decrease in liabilities but if liabilities are actually flat it's it's actually okay because assets are pretty much flat but the last thing we want to see is liabilities actually go up all right so now let's take a look at liabilities let's start off with total current liabilities total current liabilities last two two quarters ago was 8.2 billion right now it's 5.2 billion so that's a decrease of about three billion dollars and you might be like jose yes that's that that's great and it is but we're gonna see that this company's just moved that current liabilities it it, it, it had and let me tell you what current debt is current debt in the li current liabilities is debt that needs to be paid off in the next 12 months what this company actually ended up doing is it had debt it actually ended up taking out another debt to pay that debt and that other debt has been moved on so we can see let's just jump into long-term liabilities long-term liabilities last two quarters ago was about 1 billion this quarter was about 4 billion so an increase of about 3 billion dollars so what this company most likely did was it it took out a new debt with a longer timeline to pay off this debt and then just bring it back down so that to me it's okay right i mean rates right now are pretty low so i'm pretty sure this company got better rates and this company right now doesn't have to worry about any any long-term any short-term debt at the moment back to total current liabilities one thing i want to mention right right now total current liabilities at this quarter were 5.2 billion dollars 3.3 billion dollars of that total current liabilities is actually deferred revenue and deferred revenue if you have not been watching my show for me i consider it a fake liability it's just for example this is that subscription base the best way i explain it is imagine netflix netflix you pay for a four-year subscription 
But that four year subscription right now, we're only in, let's say June. You still, Netflix still owes you six months of products, right? Because you've paid for the full year. You've only watched six months. So you left with six months. That other six months you have already paid for, but Netflix has yet to provide you the service for it. That, that revenue there is considered deferred revenue. Eventually as the months progresses, that revenue will actually go into, into this company's cash and it will no longer be counted as a liability. So for me, that's why I consider it a fake liability. Taking a long-term look, total liabilities did increase by about $600 million. But again, this company did have a, a liability just like assets that did not have before. So if we take that out, this company's liabilities is actually pretty fat, flat compared to this company's total assets. So to me, um, there were no big changes there. One thing though, this company has enough cash to pretty much pay off its total debt and that to me tells me this company has a very very strong balance sheet especially when this company only has 10 billion dollars in total liabilities out of that 3.3 billion dollars is deferred revenue so to me this is not a perfect balance sheet i wouldn't give it like a b plus i would probably give it like a b or b minus if, if it was a grade all right so next let's take a quick look at this company's valuation forward pe ratio for two years from now this company has a forward pe ratio of 34. we can see that this company is making profitable earnings and is seeing great revenue a forward pe ratio of 34 to me might still be a bit tiny high especially since this company is only growing about 20 percent for the past years and this quarter actually only saw about a 15 percent growth in revenue this company does have a very strong balance sheet and it does have really gro good gross margins of about 20, 85% gross margins and about 25% profit margins. This company's annual re reoccurring revenue is actually pretty high as well. So I can see why investors are, are paying a premium for, 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 for Adobe. Um, to me, Adobe, right? I, it, it's a company I wouldn't mind holding for sure. Definitely. It's not a company I would mind holding. Um, but I don't think it's a company I would go out and running to buy anytime soon. Again, if I wanted to probably, if I wanted to diversify my position of my portfolio a bit, Adobe wouldn't be, would be one that would make the name and would be close and maybe um, one that will open up a small position. But like I said, Adobe right now, I do like their balance sheet. I like their historical value. I just think for right now, it might be a bit tiny overpriced. Um, and right now I do have plenty of growth stocks where I have to be careful how many growth, how much I overpay for certain companies. There's certain stocks where I don't mind doing a quick overpay, but then once I start, I start overpaying for too many companies that starts building um that starts building some form of worriness in my portfolio so for me just based on my current portfolio i don't think i'm gonna go buy adobe anytime soon and if i do it will most likely be a small position but at the end of the day i just my opinion right this is not professional thought i can i can understand why people like adobe and why they're up after hours so i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode like always make sure to subscribe make sure to hit the thumbs up I appreciate all the support. I truly, truly do. So take care, guys. Have a good night and see you next time.